I know what Rowena is dealing with. And if she's not the only one who feels helpless. What do you mean? It means I had a plan, you know? I uh, helped Jack um, bring Mom back. It wasn't much, but it was something. It, it kept me from spinning off the rails, and, and now Jack is gone. Mom is still in hell, basically, and I, I, I just... We'll figure it out. Team, we don't have a plan. We don't know what to do, so, so how? I'm Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show Supernatural. We're in season 13, Chris. What? I've been watching season 12 this whole time. Your girlfriend's back and she's gonna do it big. Yeah. Yeah, those are the lyrics. Your girlfriend's back. Right? That's the job. Yeah. Yeah. Sam's got his girlfriend back. Uh Uh-huh. We're happy. I wasn't expecting him to have... Uh, serious GFBF moments. Most Ooh. of my my Rowena Sam stuff is kind of a joke, but this they do have an intimate conversation. Not intimate in that way, but yeah, no, they have they 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 get deep with one another. Um, and for all of our jokes about Sam and Rowena, um, it's it's always been like the times that she's gotten real with the boys. It's actually been with Dean, right? Like she got, she had that kind of confession to Dean, um, during his memory loss episode, um. This this episode, like her and Sam, get kind of get kind of tight, get kind of toyed yeah. together, and yeah. I, I'm digging it. Um, yeah. Before we get into the main part of the episode, thank you to our patrons over Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. Uh, those folks just got a hot off the presses commentary episode for season one, episode seven, which we're still working through all of Supernatural probably until we get tired yeah, of, it. All of it. I don't know. All of it. Um, go check that out. It's you know I already said the link, so do that. We appreciate all of you, Chris. What has been happening in season thirteen? uh let's let's find out jeremy let's yeah, find out i, w- I would uh, like to know what happens in that accent please yeah, if you can, yeah me too if you... i'm looking uh, i'm looking forward to find out uh what happens next <laughs> okay <laughs> all right now uh last time was supernatural the boys teamed up with donna 
for a dark case involving a serial serial killer that seemingly set Donna on the path of the hunter once and for all. Meanwhile, Sam has become discouraged after making no progress finding Mary and Jack, and Dean has kept suspiciously quiet about the missing Castiel. That's all I had on this one. I love it. Um, We're covering season 13, episode 12, Various and Sundry Villains. This is written, written by Steve Yaki, directed by Amanda Tapping. Do you know who that is, Chris? Do you recognize that name? No, the name... The name does sound familiar. She is the um, kind of weird Office Depot manager. What put that needle in Castiel's eye? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, um, cool. That's cool that she returned as a director. Director or writer? What did you say? Directed. Um, cool. cool. And she's, she's directed a bunch of stuff. Um, oh, wow. So, cool. This aired on February 1st, 2018. The Witch is Back. Dean falls victim to a couple of witches, sisters Jamie and Jenny Plum, who managed to hate, hate to fall victim to a couple of witches. <laughs> hate, hate to, you hate to see hate it. To do it. Who managed to steal a powerful book of spells from the Winchester brothers. When Sam and Dean go after the book, they get help from a powerful and surprising ally. When Rowena, back from the dead, interveres, yeah. inter- intervenes to assist them. Um, they just they just spoil it, which I guess would be pretty. I don't know what the lead up on this was, but like they definitely. Like th- when they show you yeah. Rowena in the in the previously on, like you kind of, oh yeah, they're so definitely coming I, back. I, I skipped the previously on today, okay, cool. and I wish that I didn't know that Rowena was coming back because I was like, you know what, let's just dive in, let's just do this. Um, and and it would have been really cool to just have her show up because she does come up out of nowhere. She 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 does like just show up in the middle of the episode. Um, and yeah, like I I think we were kind of alluding to it, but I I, I dig this episode. Like I think this is a fun episode. Uh, I like mm-hmm. our our two other witches. I think they do a really good job. I think there's some real fun kind of not necessarily slapstick moments, but there's just some real goofy moments in this uh, that are yeah. For- there's something they they manage to to keep it just off the edge of being slapstick, where it just seems. Like they're just a different kind of person than what we usually see in Supernatural. Um, exactly, and yeah. it, it works. So we start off uh, on I-135, just north of Wichita. Um, some dude walks into a store to get some liquor, uh, and he sees... Dale. Dale. <laughs> R.I.P. Dale. He was a real one. Um, he sees these two women talking and laughing. Um, he goes over, I guess, to just, like, interrupt them? Dale? Is that what you're doing here, bud? <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on Can here. you imagine ever... Like, I'm going to talk to these pretty girls, I guess. It, yeah. Um, it, it, I expected him to be, like, an extreme predator. But he's mostly just like a, a dopey idiot. I don't know. Um, he immediately gets a love spell cast on him, and uh, Jamie. Uh, For real, I don't think they needed to do it. I don't. I you know I think they could have just gotten away with doing this all natural. I think Dale would have gone to bat no matter what. I don't think that Dale would have killed that dude, but also I don't no. think that they needed Dale to kill this dude. Like this seems really mm-hmm. unnecessary roughness from from Jamie it's and Jenny here. Absolutely unnecessary roughness. Um. Dale kind of has the slack jawed, ooh, wow. Like he's got to got mm-hmm. that like hick Sam voice that we love to do on the podcast every once in a while. <laughs> um, and she just straight up like asked him after casting the spell of like, hey, you got to rob this store. Like you got to kill that dude. You got to bring us the cash. You got to d- bring us some liquor. And they just like walk outside to the parking lot while he does this. And then like he mm-hmm. marches everything over. Like I don't know. Like I feel like he could have just used the love spell on the guy, but it, like, uh-huh. but also like maybe that's these chicks' vibes where they just want to yeah, be a little chaos. Yeah, it just seems like this screen. is kind of a whole vibe because yeah. I think they could have gotten away with whatever they wanted to, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't. They wanted to kill people, um, for for reasons, I guess, just to show us that okay, they actually are bad guys. Um, and dude, <laughs> this I don't. I know that they 
their whole plan is they make it look like a regular crime, no magic. Yeah. Um, so a that regular they don't draw. everyday sledgehammer killing. Yeah, so a, le- a regular uh, everyday sledgehammer execution so that they don't draw the attention of hunters. Mm-hmm. But, like, you're still going to draw attention of the police. Yeah. You know, you're out front of, like, a convenience store. I assume there's cameras. Um, well, you're brutally murdering a man with the sledgehammer. Yeah, they, I, I love this, by the way. They like it's, Yeah, it's crazy. It's totally, like, over-the-top horror. It's fun, but, like, <laughs> it's just not that smart. It's it's very, very not smart. Uh, and I just love the fact that they, it is with a literal sledgehammer. Like, she just bashes mm-hmm him in the face with the fucking huge ass hammer like i don't know why it cracks me up so much but it just yeah. delighted me when i saw this um it's fun stuff and i mean it's some, fucked up but it's fun at some point they mentioned that they're headed over to lebanon which is of course where our boys are located mm-hmm. um meanwhile in the bunker dean has collected a large number of books about alternate realities and uh, there we yeah, get this it. loser sam has probably already read all this shit um dean can't pronounce french because you know that's i mean thing. neither can i <laughs> Um, you didn't know what je ne sais quoi meant last episode. I didn't. I, I, still I guess think I kind of funny. had the idea of, of it. <laughs> I had the I had the general, um, you know, whatever, but I didn't know the exact definition. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Sam is being super Mr. Negative again of, we don't know anything, we're not going to get anywhere, our, our only access to this alternate world to save mom was Jack, and now he's gone, presumably trapped in another world. Uh, Kaya's dead, like, we, we don't have any leads, and Dean's like, just... Just do your Sam thing, read a book, and I'm going to go get beer. And <laughs> that's mm-hmm. that's it. I In this episode, I feel like they handle it a little bit better. Because last time, I feel like they just dropped Sam's uh, condition in our laps, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were both sort of taken back, a little aback by it. But um, this time, it's like, okay, well, I, have, I know that he's like this now. I, I can track where exactly this has come from a little bit easier now and it, it you know it makes more sense so it's retroact- retroactively making his stuff in the last episode make a little bit more sense to me we get a uh our justification for castiel not not being there that he's been calling and checking in in every single day um and you and i know chris that that's just asmodeus <laughs> that's just mm-hmm. asmodeus having mm-hmm. a fun time just talking to dean. Every day. but yeah it, and dean does make the call it's it's as <laughs> Much as it's very funny to think about the logistics of this, because is Dean like flirting with him or like is oh, Asmodeus yeah. just really confused what kind of relationship these two have? Um, but Dean tips it off that there is something wrong, even though he hasn't picked it up yet. Uh, Castiel never gives him any information. He's always just asking questions. Yeah. Um, I Just again, like just to get into this just for a little bit of like Dean telling cast slash asmodeus all about the new like cowboy movies he's been watching uh-huh, and asmodeus uh-huh. just like gritting his teeth and being like where are you at on finding jack yeah, <laughs> like i yeah. don't care he's he's after like two or three phone calls he's probably gotten pretty good at making up excuses like i'm sorry i gotta go uh <laughs> asmodeus is like i don't i do not care what happened in season two of winona erp there was never yeah. a winona erp i was there i know yeah. like i don't, don't care about it. uh the, um that's it. So we uh, from from there we switch over to That's it. All right. Thanks yeah, for listening everybody. Episode. Right. From there we actually switch over to the real Castiel uh yeah. who is in a Good jail cell. Frankly, it's great to see great him. Great to see him. Uh he's in a jail cell next to Lucifer. Uh and we have our like pseudo villain of the week. Uh mm-hmm. this this demon named Dipper. Yeah, what? <laughs> Dipper. That doesn't sound like a demon. That sounds like somebody's pet dog. Uh, which I mean, that's what Asmodeus is making the demon crude out is. Um, weird. What a weird guy. Um, there's actually in this scene, there's a really really cool shot of the the two cages, like the two cells, mm-hmm. uh, and we have Castiel sitting way in the back, 
uh, on one side, and we have Lucifer way up front by the gates on the other side. And I just re- I, they use that shot like two or three times throughout this episode. Thought it looked really cool. Yeah, I mean, again, season thirteen, like going hard on the cinematography, which we can we can give them credit for. Uh, mm-hmm. Dipper and Lucifer have this conversation, uh, which is you know they they talk about Lucifer's small stick. Uh, Lucifer says, you know, it's not the size of the stick. Blah blah blah. Um, and Dipper says, well, you know, it's funny how everybody that says that usually has a small stick. Um, and the, the the big thing here is that Lucifer does not have enough magic. He's His grace mm-hmm. was stolen. Most of his grace was stolen by Michael, so he doesn't have the juice to really break out of this prison. On top of that, they've like super warded all of the bars in this jail cell, yeah. so he especially can't get through it. Um, as Lucifer wants, after this exchange, Lucifer says to Cassiel, like, hey, let me just let me just get a little nibble on that grace. Can I have some so of your that grace? I'm strong enough to bust us out of here, bro. Uh, Cassiel accuses him of, like, cannibalism. It's fucking crazy. Um, to which Lucifer is like, didn't you fucking do this, You did, you did this exact like, same thing, my dude. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, he also accuses, or he says that Asmodeus is his weakest creation. Um, yeah. But, uh, but in a weird... Somehow stronger than when he created him. Yeah, and like specifically calling out the shape-shifting stuff. Like, he was not able to do that before. Um, he I just does great impersonations. He's just, just, just a good ventrilo- ventriloquist. <laughs> he can make himself sound like Castiel and not move his lips. So It's not a demon thing. It's just a skill healer. It's just a thing. Like, he could, he could do basic hand magic, too. It's really annoying and insufferable. Yeah. Yeah. Great at card tricks. I don't, I don't care what my card is. I just don't. Just get I your just finger really away from my I, ears, Asmodeus. I just came in here to get a beer, Asmodeus. <laughs> can you please move? This party sucks. Who keeps inviting this guy? Who keeps inviting the small-time magic, dude. Jesus. <laughs> No, I don't want to see your dummy make a coin disappear. God damn it. Go away, Asmodeus. God, the fucking name is Asmodeus, anyway. Um, Dean comes out of the store with his beer. He runs across uh, Jenny and Jamie, who uh, one of, I think it's Jamie that's pretending uh, to be passed out. Jenny asks him for help. As, she rushes, as he rushes over, um, Jenny gives him the, the love spell and then he and tells him to like kiss his true love awake, which he does. And now he is totally in love with Jamie, um, who knows who he is. Like, is like, are you Dean Winchester? And immediately he's like, oh, you're Dean Winchester. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that, that was an easy one. Got him. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> if monsters just pretended to be hurt, just like regular hurt people. It's amazing. These boys man. would come rushing in. Um, All you got to do to be a werewolf to kill Sam Winchester is to be eight werewolves. But Dean Winchester, you just got to pretend mm-hmm. to be a hot blonde. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dean gets caught under this love spell. Um, and he heads right back to the bunker. And he's just in way too good of a mood. He's just skipping. He's he's kind of doing a little dance. He's just having yeah. a really good day. He's having a great time. Sam is absolutely perplexed. Um, Dean immediately declares that he's in love. I just feel like Sam right then and there shouldn't take him another 30 seconds to come to this conclusion. I don't care. He should have been like, oh, okay, so you, you're fucked up. Yeah, Here, yeah. Give me your keys. Like, yeah, give me, <laughs> we gotta figure this out. Yeah, they, they need to have, like, you know how, uh, you probably don't, but like Superman gave Batman a um a kryptonite bullet. Like just in case he ever goes bad, like just I, in case I ever go off, you need to you need, you need to, tag to here's me now, yeah bro. you need to yeah. snipe me out, bro. Like you know, you gotta you gotta three sixty no scope me before I destroy the yeah. world and my girlfriend Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, if I ever come home in a good mood, <laughs> we should say to each other <laughs> exactly. If I ever come home really happy and claiming that I'm in love, we need to have a conversation. What would be? But I I was so mad cr- at Sam for for the way that this this scene plays out because immediately sam when he when he when he does figure it out he's like hey remember becky remember the shit that happened to me when i was under the effects of a love potion whatever um 
I feel like he then have been like, oh, cool. All right. Give me the book. We got to wrap this thing up. We got to make it special for her. Let's roll. Let's drive on down there. Like, he could have played along, but he doesn't. But he doesn't. Um, what do you think, like, what would be the the Sam's, what would be Sam's kryptonite bullet for Dean? Like, what's the one thing that would be able to take Dean down, you think? Oh, I don't know. Right? Um, like, what would be, like, the? Th- I, I feel like, like, doing something to the Impala might override the, the love spell, but that would be, like, it. Like, that would be... I don't know. Driving the, the Impala off of a cliff while Mary and Castiel are both in the back. Oh, jeez. Okay, so when I said a kryptonite bullet, you assumed that I'm in a kryptonite nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's going to take a bomb to take down Dean, you know? <laughs> Ain't no bullet doing the trick. I feel like Dean could just, like, be like, I'm going to break the laptop, and Sam would be like, no, Dean, no, stop. No, oh, it's not whoa, me. Hey, I'm out of it. I'm, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. I'm no longer I'm in love with Becky. your kissingcouples.net account. <laughs> no, man, I got a lot of points. Sashed. No, come on. <laughs> I get a lot of monthly bonuses on that site, Dean. Come on, to calm down. <laughs> um, Dean is in the process of getting the Black Guimar out. Uh, Sam, of course, realizes what's going on. There's a line delivery here um, where Sam is like, "Oh, Dean, this has to be this has to be a witch." And Dean pulls back and he's like, "Hey, be nice, because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. got a sister." <laughs> yeah, he's like the less attractive siblings can get together. You know, you might fall for. <laughs> He's just so. I, I mean, it, it's it's hard not to just laugh with this shit. Because um, Jitsen plays this this so perfectly. Like he is just the lovesick, like happy happy dude. And yeah, and, and he stays in a good mood no matter what happens. Like Sam takes the keys and he's like, "That's fine. I'm just gonna walk. I don't it's care. Not, it's, it's a, a nice day. day. I will walk." <laughs> um, and then when Sam tries to stop him, Dean just spins and, and hits him hits him right on the button as he says, puts him to sleep real quick. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to put Sam to doesn't, sleep. It doesn't um, really. But. He even when he does that, the the punch is very violent. But immediately after, Dean is like, "Oof, sorry, man. I'll uh, help you out when I get back." Like his demeanor does not change at all. Yep. Uh, Dean shows up to deliver the book to Jamie, and is about to get smashed by that same hammer when Sam shows up um, in the Apollo, uh, having you know traced With, him. He just continues to blunder. Yeah. Um, tries to he rush runs over. out and gets like right next to dean who then choke holds his ass yeah they they start wrestling and the girls are like okay we're out of here like it would have been nice to steal the impala but instead we're just going to leave um and dean is In about to the one with the long hair wins or something <laughs> yeah. like that um dean's about to like kill this dude he's about to choke him choke him to death yeah, he's choking his ass out when rowena shows up uh they both get zapped by this weird purple magic and she shows up with the hello boys as uh crowley always said Da, 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 da. She's she back. She also does that. She she says da da da, da in her um. Oh, Welsh I missed accent. that. Maybe that was my, my, not in my Netflix version or whatever. So. Oh yeah, they had the take. It was a licensed song. Ah, uh, that must be what it is. She also sang "Happy Birthday" that they had to remove, and then she sang "Happy Birthday." Yeah. Oh man, what if what if Rowena sang the like Final Fantasy theme song every time she beat up the boys? Like, so that's got to be fanfic that exists, right? I'll be fucked up by that, dude. <laughs> I don't think I could take it. Um, Lucifer, we go back to Lucifer, uh, who is talking about Michael, who in this universe and the next is a completely stubborn, relentless mm-hmm. dick. Um, basically saying like none of this stuff is going to matter because once Michael gets access to this world, he's going to stop at nothing to destroy it. Um, and then he decides to just go on like an extended journey of fucking with Castiel, uh, yeah. which. Like, you know, oh, it was so bad. I saw Michael torturing Mary and like they they're it's really strange that he would start this, but I guess it's just an excuse for Castiel to get back at him by telling him yeah. how great Jack is. 
that he likes fantasy movies where the heroes win. Um, he likes helping people. He sees so much of um, Kelly and Jack and nothing of, of Lucifer. Mm-hmm. And this is enough to make Lucifer so mad that he can now uh, Patrick Swayze some a, a stick across yeah. the floor. He like swings his arm and it makes you know a stick move or whatever. So he mm-hmm. realizes, oh, something's going on here. Uh, I like Castiel doing this. He kind of, there's a, I don't know, a, a more calculated edge to Castiel here, even though he does remain calm throughout most of this, um, it's 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 kind of a different version that we've seen of Castiel. I've joked in the past about him being like our you know sweet baby boy, um, mm-hmm. because they almost play Castiel like he's this like dopey, helpless. I don't want to call him an idiot, but that's sort of how they treat him sometimes, right? Like he he doesn't know any better, so he's always just like doing something a little too stupid. He's always trusting somebody that he shouldn't trust because he's an angel and he's naive. Blah 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 blah. But I like that they're like letting him have a little bit more weight in history um, and, and be a little bit, you know, he's, he's wisened up a little bit here. Now, of course, I don't think that he's intentionally trying to get Lucifer to use his powers by saying all of this, but he's fighting back here and he's pushing back a little bit. And, and I like that about Castiel. But I don't, I don't like that Lucifer is, continues to be such a cartoon villain who's getting all worked up and angry that his son isn't like malicious and evil. Because it just feels like they took the, I mean, I said this in, a couple of weeks ago, but he's supposed to be this like fallen, tragic, but very twisted angel, you know, who, who became you know, king of hell, Lucifer, all this stuff. But now he's just a cartoon villain. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, I think we've talked about Lucifer a lot, but like them taking that direct, like hammy evil aspect for him and running with it as opposed to the, the tragedy of that story is, is really bums me out, especially and when. Like, Fucking the new Sandman adaptation on Netflix is getting Gwendolyn Christie to play That's Lucifer, so cool. and we're That's stuck so with cool. fucking Fitzy Water or whatever the fucking people call him, so yeah. that he won't at them in their mentions. Um, <laughs> it's really funny that um, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, Crowley is almost was almost more of that like cartoon villain stuff. Like he has when he had Amara under his control, he was just like showing her like awful evil propaganda. But like that fits with Crowley because he's yep. just like. <laughs> That's just how he is, you mm-hmm. know? But with Lucifer, you sort of expect something a little bit more serious that has not been the case for a long time, but still disappoints to this day. You feel like Crowley, it's like aesthetic, right? Like he was an Instagram yeah, influencer, yeah, just, right? Like, like he's like he's, he's not, 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 I said an Instagram influencer, but he's just an influencer, but he would definitely like mm-hmm. have an Instagram account where he would like encourage people to sell their souls to get like makeup or something. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he would definitely be like, well, you can get this. You just have to go yeah, to yeah, your yeah. local crossroads. So we go back to the bunker, uh, yeah. and we finally Ro- sit down for a drink with Rowena. Yeah, I love this. Like they, she pours whiskey for everybody uh, and explains that of course she didn't have to die. She didn't die because she had a resurrection spell. The boys are very familiar with this, um, and she's out here looking for the grimoire, the black grimoire. Yeah. Dude, the way that she she kind of vaguely describes it, like it weirded me out a little bit because dying and coming back, okay, awful, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but like you know, par for the course. But she she goes into detail about how he crushed her skull and burnt her body and for some reason i was getting the weird idea that she didn't die like she kept herself alive and then had to heal herself based on a spell that she had cast on herself um again don't really know if that's the case or if she just died and came back but if that is the case that's like somehow way way more gruesome and we're gonna see a much darker side of of everything that's happened to her um so i don't know weird stuff yeah the the just the allusion to he actually did burn me and he like he did stomp my face in which like we talked a lot about how negative 
how how bad that was to like just do that to a main character on screen but like to actually go through those details but she actually went through that and then had to recover from it like it wasn't like a phoenix down situation it was like oh you're right. you're alive and now you have to like it was an interview with the vampire situation where you're burnt to shit and now you have to like heal yourself back up mm-hmm. by eating rats. and the way that she mentions it multiple times like yeah. the specific things that happened to her you can tell it's it's different this time it's a little bit darker and with the way that she like whenever it comes up whenever lucifer comes up she like immediately changes the subject um mm-hmm. and the reason she's here is to get the grimoire because way back when her coven had to put a binding spell over her so she hasn't actually the entire time we've known arena she hasn't had her full magic power um and when she did have access to the grimoire which again was that that last episode where dean had the memory problem um she put a tracking spell on it so she knew where it was she knew that the boys had it um and then they she's like you know i i promise you i've changed and dean's like sure whatever she's like well where's crowley like it shouldn't he be hanging out here and i love I love him asking. I love her asking these guys about Crowley because, like, the implication that they just hang out with the King of Hell is very yeah. funny to me. <laughs> I mean, everything she's seen of their relationship is probably very confusing. Yeah, extremely strange. There's only so many conclusions you could draw. Um, meanwhile, Jamie and Jenny are uh, walking through what looks like an Ace Hardware with this ancient book of magic open in um, Jenny's arms, uh, looking for very funny. the ingredients to the spell. Uh, they're being really mean to the cashier. They decide that they're going to sacrifice one of the workers. And Jenny is like kind of worried that they're uh, like not going to be powerful enough to do this. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like the first kind of glimpse into the sisters having this relationship where they just boost one another up. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it was, I think I'm just so used to supernatural, like would make these characters kind of snipe at each other or hate each other for some reason, but they were, they're so super nice to one another. I just, I genuinely like these two like small time characters. <laughs> Limit limitless faith and confidence in each other. <laughs> <laughs> they just really they just like each other, Chris. It's so unusual for a sibling. It's like, co- it takes the like the like, spoiled kid mentality, but like just in a different direction because they're not like like throwing fits or anything like that. They are just like, no, we can do no wrong. Like, yeah. So of course we well of course we'll figure it out. They just hype each other up. It's super good. Um we switch back over to Rowena, who is, of course, upset about Crowley's sacrifice uh, and says the line, I'd much rather have a living son than a dead hero, uh, which I think is uh, pretty apt coming from her. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think she, we would all rather have Crowley than um, a sacrifice plot point. I, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, they, 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 Are you about <laughs> to come with some controversy? Are you glad he's dead? I bet. I mean, yeah, actually, I am because like they had, they clearly had no idea what to do with the character by the That's end of true. season twelve. That's like true. they, they like all of season twelve, Crowley was on was I'd say all ninety percent of that character was an absolute misery, um, and they just mm-hmm. did not know what to do with him. So I would rather that that hero sacrifice have meant more than it ended up doing. Yeah. But no, you make it. You make a good point. Um, but yeah, I would I would rather have the hero sacrifice than the the actual character back if they don't know what to do with them. <laughs> um, Rowena goes on to make fun of Dean for getting caught up with these two girls and um, makes a joke about getting to fifth base. <laughs> she says, and he says, there's, there's no such thing as fifth base. <laughs> you poor sheltered boy. And the, the look, look on his face, the man. look when he looks at Sam and Sam just is like, it, like this is the, the, I don't know if you remember, but I sent you like the video of Sam just like uh-huh. blinking at him. Like it was, I mean, Sam's reaction to this is fucking brilliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, this, this cast, it's they're having so fun good. man they're having fun yeah they say no they decline they're like no we're not going to help you do this thing um and we go back over to jamie and jenny who are now are their house uh once again jenny is very concerned about being able to pull this off correctly 
Uh, and what they're trying to use the grimoire for is to resurrect their mom, who is a witch. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Jamie gives Jenny like a kind of encouraging speech. Uh, well, first she's kind of harsh on her of like, can you do this or not type thing. Um, and they make an allusion to calling somebody for help. So they've got like somebody that they're working for. We don't know who that is yet. Um, but then Jenny, or excuse me, Jamie like takes a step back and says like, Hey, I know I'm supposed to be the big sister, but like, you know, I just, I'm just want so hard for my mom to come back. I want so hard for her to come back. She sacrificed herself for us. She sacrificed so many people for us. She was so good to us. And I'm like, am I in love with this weird witch, evil witch relationship family? Like what is, what is, where is this wayward, wayward witches spinoff? I kind of dig this. Wayward witches. I don't know. How are you feeling about these girls? I feel like I've been talking about it for a long time, but I really got I think, into it. For I some mean, reason. I, I don't, I don't think I got hit with the same love spell you did, but okay. I do, I do like them. I do. I think they're a lot of fun. Um, I, I, I'm a little upset that they just murk this guy. I'm actually not, I don't, I don't care at all, but they do murk this guy in a second. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, I mentioned in the chat of like, it's just nice to see some women with a good relationship to their mother in this show. <laughs> and, uh, I can't remember who said it, but someone was like, yeah, I think this was supposed to be like a, a contrast to how, or like supposed to highlight like how codependent Dean and Sam are on each other. And I'm uh-huh. like, Oh, well that makes me feel bad for liking it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I see. <laughs> yeah. They give, they give the hardware store guy, they stab him. Um, Cause they're going to use his soul for the spell. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, where are we going? Back to cast? No. Back to uh, Rowena and the boys. We yeah, the Rowena and the boys, they show up up in like the general area of where the witches are. Mm-hmm. Um, but Rowena's tracking spell can't get them any closer than they are here, so now they'll have to actually do some some regular hunter stuff. They'll have to go and investigate the area. Um they decide that Dean is gonna go, they he doesn't want Rowena wandering around doing anything, so he's gonna go uh talk to people. Rowena says, "Hey, you might you might have some some better luck with uh with the women." I just assumed it's like, "Oh, cuz you know, Dean's Dean's a lady killer, you know what I'm saying?" Mm-hmm. Um but no, because these women have a you know, these witches have a reputation in this area of um clearly like enchanting all of the men that they need stuff from, so yeah. the women around them have grown to hate them for that. And we we kind of skimmed over it, but like the cashier at the hardware store, like they were just incredibly dismissive and they were so and rude to her. her. They knew yeah. her by name. This is clearly like somebody they interact with a lot who yeah. doesn't like them. Um Dean leaves. Uh and um we go we take a quick trip over to Hell Jail. Uh, where Castiel mm-hmm. has been like continually insulting Lucifer when Dipper comes back by uh, and Lucifer is sufficiently angry that he can um, reach out and stab Dipper in the neck with this tiny stick that's been like the main character of this episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then is able to free himself and Castiel uh, and they're kind of standing outside of these cells when demons like come running down the hallway um and instead of the fight we go over to rowena who is super- it's a quick scene i just want to say really it, i mm-hmm. i hate to say it but i really enjoyed that like yeah the there was there was a small catharsis in seeing these two like for uh, just a second team up overcome the uh the situation that they've been sitting in for like four episodes now uh and then they're getting ready to face down a group of demons i was like okay i'm i'm i'm, I'm a little excited about this it um it helps that lucifer isn't completely insufferable right now uh like yeah. he's not he's not the over-the-top rocker guy like they're not they're actually like doing a relatively good job writing words for this guy so that i can stand yeah. for him to be on the screen um mm-hmm. notice it's not a um buckhead coming episode no, it's not it is not a buckhead coming episode 
Um, we go over to Rowena and Sam, where Rowena says yeah. that she is Sam's bored. Sam's stuck in the car with Rowena trying to pretend he doesn't have a crush on her. Yeah, just what do I do with my hands? Like, just uh, constantly yeah, fidgeting. Do, why are they so sweaty? Just twisting, like, all eight of his, like, weird rope rings that he ca- ca- has on yeah. his finger. Um, Rowena wants to, like, just go out and enslave a bunch of people so that he she can find the girls that way. Um, and Sam does something that I think is relatively unusual for Sam, which is kind of cuts to the heart of the matter and starts telling her like, Hey, even if you get the book back, like even if you're able to use the book to unleash the power, like that's not going to stop you from feeling helpless. Yeah. Um, It's like, what are you even really doing? Yeah. What, what is your end goal? Do you think that that's actually going to take that feeling away? And he mentions Lucifer of like what Lucifer did to her, which was horrible. And she stops him and it's like, Hey, I don't want to talk about that. And then it's quiet for a minute. And then she says, um, he showed me his true face. And that ever since that day, ever since she came back from that, she's been scared every single day since. Uh, and Sam says, yeah, I've seen it too. Like I was trapped there in a is... cage with him. And it, it, dude, this is so real. This feels so mm-hmm. good. There are two, there's, there's two really fascinating things here. One of them is this, this great character moment that we're about to get. It's, it is diving into something for both Rowena and Sam. Um, and it's also at the same time revealing this other layer of horror in this horror TV show where, again, Lucifer is this cartoon villain. But then these two take a second to bring things back down to reality, to face a trauma on whether it's a they want to talk about a metaphorical or a literal face that Lucifer shows. It it brings out this horror in that trauma. And it's it's very, very affecting. This whole scene is really affecting. It really is. It's um Sam saying that he's been fighting this. It keeps him up at night. Um, she asks, how, how do you deal how with do you it? Deal with she it? asks, and, and he says, he, I guess I don't. I, I just push it down. The world kept on ending, so I just kept on pushing it down and dealing with something else. Uh, and it's not something I really know how to share, he says. That, that line there of, you know, I don't even tell Dean about it. Like, it's not something I even know how to share is... It feels like one of the more honest lines from the, that the show has given us from Sam for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, as awkward as the last episode was for them to go from like Sam being the kind of we've got a plan, we're going to do it, the optimist, and to go like completely flip that in one in, in between one episode, uh, mm-hmm. this more than makes up for it, right? Like this yeah. having having him get to these kind of lines is is super good. Um, and for and to, for Rowena too, because Rowena is hearing this ostensibly for the first time like she probably knows a lot about sam's history but doesn't obviously doesn't know anything about this kind of psychic scar that it's left and left on him um not to take away from the like not to say psychic like it's not real or anything i guess the scar on his psyche is more what i meant yeah 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 yeah. um it's just you know these two characters bonding over a shared trauma is i I don't want to say it feels good but like it feels it's just unexpected and it's very rewarding to see them do this i know i've been complaining about them retreading the same ground with sam and dean um and it's not like this is something we've never touched on before sam has dealt with his lucifer trauma here and there throughout the seasons um but to have it come out with another character um again jokes about their relationship aside like there is there's an understanding there between two people who have experienced the same thing they can't even express it to each other you know they can't put it into words what they faced and what they feel but together, they both know the other one understands, I think. And and regardless of anything, there is that something. There's that bond there, I guess. Yeah. it re- Just really powerful stuff. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, 
again, consequences, like the things that and aren't I guess, just... you know, it, it, I'm glad that they're saying this and I'm Sam's wording specifically about how they've always had a world ending event to try and stop. So there's not time for him to be bogged down throughout the seasons all the time about this, this thing. He has other things to worry about and other things to focus on. But right now, what is the what's the meta plot of season thirteen? We've asked it a couple times. Mm-hmm. So for Sam to actually be affected by the fact that season thirteen doesn't have a clear goal right now, kind of makes sense, right? He he. I mean, he's going to say it later in the episode, so I can save some of that till then. But yeah, I'm just I'm very I'm I'm very happy with I guess all this stuff that's come out. Yeah, and it's you know once again it's Sam going through a lot of suffering for the sake and of again, the show, humanizing Rowena. Um, we started out not liking Rowena when she was first introduced, which feels so weird now because just like Lucifer, she almost felt like a cartoon caricature of like this, this villain, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have gone so far now that we, it's hard not to see her as she's an incredibly powerful 600 year old witch who is also fragile and human in a way. And it's, it's, it's just, it's depth. That's nice to see. Yeah, and we we got some of this in season 12 with her uh, living with those witches or trying to live with the witches or what have you. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of interesting things with her and Crowley over the family, her getting back or, you know, Crowley getting or no, her getting back at Crowley by sacrificing her grandson, that that kind of thing. Um, whether or not that was her intent or not, like, who knows, but that's the her using that against Crowley. Um, I, I think she's had a really interesting character development and to see this, as much as I hate for oh, a woman was attacked by a man, like now she's scared all of the time plotline. Sure, um, sure. The, the shared stuff with Sam specifically. And again, making Lucifer seem scary. Like I, I wish, mm-hmm. I almost wish that they just pulled back from using Lucifer so much so that he could be scary. Because the guy that they're that's talking right. about right now of showing me his true face that's kept the 600-year-old powerful witch and this guy who has been through more trauma than just about anybody on Earth, like, it affects them so much. Meanwhile, is like cracking jokes and whatever hell jail with Asmodeus and Castiel. Like it, mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing that I don't like about this, and it doesn't have anything to do with Sam and Rowena, but it just right. ha- how they treat Lucifer, which is we're gonna set him up to be this thing, and then this other thing is way more interesting. Like let him be off the fucking map and scary, so that I don't see him all the time and think that he's just dumb. Even when they first like reintroduced him, kind of uh, when. Was it? I think when Crowley first like imprisoned him. I mean, the whole thing was was just stupid. But they did something where they first brought him back, and it was actually imposing because he didn't fucking say anything. His eyes were just glowing pink or whatever they always do. Um, and and here kind of brings back some of that. And and you're right, it, it does suck that it's just sort of like, hey, let's take this like powerful character and then reduce it to like, oh, she was hurt by a man, so now she's afraid all the time. Um, but thankfully, I think they're treating it seriously enough that it it feels like just it feels yeah. like good character work it does absolutely um this 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 made the episode for me uh this was such a Definitely. surprise and a shock i i mean i what seen is e- otherwise a pretty silly episode it doesn't yeah. there wasn't too much like uh tonal contrast i guess like it didn't feel like jarring to have like slapstick stuff and then this really serious stuff i don't know it all kind of just melded together for me in a way that sometimes they don't pull off so it was good to see um they also they they talk about how this never goes away like it's never going to be something like sam's been dealing with it there's it's just always going to be there uh meanwhile dean has met up with the cashier at the hardware store um who 
is instantly smitten by the handsome mm-hmm. handsome Dean Winchester. Uh, and also, it, when he mentions that uh, he, she's, he's going to take the book back and not be nice about it, he's going to be mean about it, she's extremely <laughs> excited. It's like, oh, you're not one of those. You're not one of those. Yeah, like, like, she finds out that he's not one of the, the men who, who falls for these women. She's like suddenly like, okay, I'm going to change my tune. My favorite part of this whole thing is when, he, you know, he says that, and then she hits like the the register, like prints out the edge of a receipt to write down the address on or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just there was something in that motion that I was I just absolutely loved. It was this tiny little character action that just felt good. Interesting. Um, Dean's coming back to the car with the with the address when Rowena is getting out of the car, um, saying that she needs some air. But when Dean gets close enough, she snatches the address and then casts a spell to freeze them to the ground. Uh, and then drops the hex bag, uh, which is more slapstick as we see our boys kind of where they can't move their legs. So they're like waving their their hands around trying to stay upright. Um, she sneaks over to the house where the girls are. Uh, she comes in. We hear the girls arguing because the spell didn't really work. Mm-hmm. Um, and we find out when Rowena reveals herself that they have been working for Rowena. They were supposed to hang out and wait for her before trying to cast the spell. Um, and yeah they they wanted to i guess they kind of wanted to prove they could do it on their own absolutely um they were just sort of like just being independent and not trying to rely on someone else makes sense. these girls man they just keep showing up i love it dude i love it uh they've cast the spell but something went wrong because their mother came back uh but not, didn't come back all of the way she's basically a zombie she is a zombie uh with the added benefit of being somehow completely immune because when the zombie yeah. goes to attack rowena she's like oh i've dealt with a lot of zombies in my day but nothing happens. Yeah, she's magic proof. Yep. Um, back to the boys quickly. We finally see, so they're just frozen in place. We see Sam with his obnoxiously long arms is finally able to reach the hex back. I don't know if Rowena planned that or if she was just she was just moving too fast. So she didn't, she didn't have time to put it out of his wingspan. But uh, he's able to get to it, hands it off to Dean who burns it. And uh, now they're free. They can go catch up to her. Dean, who is constantly making fun of Sam for trusting Rowena at all. <laughs> like, just the whole time that d- d- Sam is spinning his arms trying to get this stupid hex bag, Dean is just running yeah. him down. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, Even, again, this comedy just sort of, like, is feeding into the episode. It's not um, It's not just a gag to the side. Like, even, like, the fact that Sam's having to reach and could barely do it. Like, that's funny. It's very but funny. But it, it doesn't yeah. take me out of it at all. It's just, it's something about this episode, really. It just works. Uh, Lucifer and Castiel have made it outside of Hell Jail. Uh, Lucifer is asking Castiel for more grace. Uh, and of course, Castiel says no. And then he kind of makes a he makes a move on Castiel to try to get, take it forcefully. But Castiel was kind of been seeing this coming and stabs him in the stomach with one of these angel blades. Um, I don't. Do we check back in with this at all? I feel like that's. The, I this don't is, think so. This is the uh, last time we see these two, right? <laughs> It's, dude, this is too good to be true, but but Castiel just took down Lucifer. I don't believe it, and I, I'm I'm pretty sure we're gonna have to see this guy's face again. Oh yeah. If that was the end of Lucifer, could you imagine? I, uh, dude, I would love just it so much. Just a stone cold Castiel saying, "I've learned from my mistakes," and just that's it, dude. That Putting that dude it. down like, like a no. bad dog, man. Just killing, just executing then, that dude on the street. Yeah. And somehow having Michael come in as the big bad and it's like, oh no, Lucifer would have been the only one who could actually withstand him, but we Super fucking good. iced his ass. So now we got to come up with something else. I'm so into that plot. Like, I'm so cool with that. The only um, the only better thing is if it would be something completely accidental and trivial. Like if Lucifer just got hit by a magic bus and like oh he was just, God. you know what I'm saying? Like off screen, like where's Lucifer? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, 
Castiel oh, like dead. shakes. It's like just, there's just, been a disturbance <laughs> in the angel radio. He's dead. <laughs> like we don't even see him ever again. Like it'd be fucking just, awesome. <laughs> Castiel rolling back up to the bunker after being gone for weeks and being like, just not. Dean says, "Hey, where you been? Leaving out everything, just going. Lucifer's dead. I killed him." And, um, and, and, that and was then the- that's it. And then he just is <laughs> for two more seasons. He's gone. I'm I'm elated at the idea, but I know it's not true. Also, like the imagine the the t- the conversation that Castiel is going to eventually have to have with Dean of like Dean, that wasn't me. That was Asmodeus. Like I I I do not. You will have to tell me all of your Wanona Earth facts again. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> um, Rowena traps herself in the kitchen. To get away from the zombie. It's like when you're on a podcast and we find out that one of us can't hear the other. Yep. It's like, oh no, I made some good jokes or I made some good points. You're going to have to repeat them. them. Yeah, you're going to have to repeat them. Uh, Sam and Dean show up. They immediately get tossed into the wall because the girls have telekinetic witch powers. Yeah. Um, Dean, even here, he's like, Sammy, these girls are weirdly strong, aren't they? Yeah, when they start As fighting. He's getting his ass beat. Yeah, they, they, the girls have cast some weird spells on, those, on themselves to make them like, you know, like Captain America, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I actually really like. I don't. I've been kind of falling off the fighting choreography on Supernatural for a while. Like I've just. I think I might just be kind it's of just, it seems bored with it. By the numbers, at yeah. This point. Um, and like it. It's always Sam and Dean getting knocked out so that their weapon that they've brought that they've prepared for like gets knocked out of their hand, which happens here. But the actual choreography between everything here works really well for me. So it does work really well. The only problem I had with it is, um, them coming in, the girls go, "Oh, you have guns? Yeah, go ahead, boys. We don't care." And then them announcing that they have witch killing bullets why yep. did they show their hand why i, I don't know like why did, you just draw down on them. that's wh- it you know they're bad guys it's too late just, it's too late to try just and spare shoot them. them they're not nice people they're witches just shoot them like i've treated witches like monsters in the past it's time to just just take them down i don't know? necessarily agree um, that you should do that but that's the that's the ethos that you guys yeah, have been living the, by you gotta be you gotta be there i know supernatural plays fast and loose with violence against women but suddenly when it makes sense for the boys to have to to do this doesn't make any it sense to up. me. Um, eventually, uh, we finish up with this brawl. Uh, the boys are on their backs. The girls are basically choking them, got them pinned down. Uh, Rowena has managed to escape from the kitchen, it is able to pick up one of the witch-killing guns, uh, and shoots the zombie mom in the head. Absolutely brains the zombie mom. Then, uh, then Rowena fucking casts this weird spell. The girls stand up. Their, I think this is the spell that she was doing when we first were introduced to Rowena. With the, she was with, making those like girls with the feral. other women. Yeah, yeah. So they their eyes start bleeding, and then she says, "End it." And then the girls like just viciously start fucking killing one another, which it's is fucked up, it's super fucked up, fucked up super fucked up. Uh, and I I hate to say it, I kind of I think I could have used like I could have like had one more episode with these girls, man. I think you, it would have been I think it would have been done, fun. With them. <laughs> I think it would have been fun. Um, yeah. If if anybody out there has any fanfic recommendations for the for the Jeremy. for the Knob Brothers or, or don't the, the don't Plum go sisters. where I can't follow. <laughs> um, that's it. We go back to the bunker. Um, oh no, wait. I'm sorry. Rowena, so we have this moment between Sam and Dean where Sam is uh, taking the book back from Rowena. Rowena is begging Sam to keep it. She's terrified of Lucifer, uh, but he says no. Yeah, and she's, she says that he always comes back. Yeah. Um, just wait. Castiel's going to call in 15 minutes. <laughs> it's all good. Castiel's got this on lock, baby. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that, that fear is still in her. Um, and then she seemingly just gives up the book and leaves. We don't see what happens. Yep. Uh, we go back over to the bunker where 
Um, they're reviewing the day. Demich is like getting beaten up by girls. Sam's like, we get beaten up by girls all the time. He's like, yeah, yeah. fair point. <laughs> it's just funny to see them joking about getting beat up because like even <laughs> like the girl comment aside, they get their asses kicked so much, especially Sam, that it's just funny to see them acknowledge it. Um, and then Dean uh, opens the book and questions Sam why he allowed her to take the spell that's going to break her bonds. He allowed her to rip the page mm-hmm. out of the book. Uh, and I, I like this. Um, Sam says, you yeah, know, this is a good scene. If, if um, Sam, if she, if she breaks bad, I'll, I'll hunt her down myself. But if she runs across Lucifer, I, I can't deny that it's going to make me happy if she makes Lucifer suffer. Um, yeah. Dean interprets this um, as, as being more of like Sam and his, like dark place and sam's like look he's in his emo phase yeah. and dean's like dude you gotta get out gotta of the get emo of phase you're, you're 36 this isn't you can't keep doing this um he says like she's not the only person that feels helpless um mm-hmm. and he says like i had a plan and I, I don't know why but for some reason like the way this was going i was i've really thought he was going to take this back to season one and be like i had a plan i was supposed to go to college i was supposed to marry jess wow. He doesn't. Yeah. Um, instead, he talks about the plan to save his mom and the. That and would have t- broken my heart, I dude. If he had gone back to college right that. now, I would have been... rolled it all the way back, dude. I'd be done. I'd be like, "This is it. This is the finale. I'm out of here. Is I can't this, do it anymore." Is, is this college graduation? We got we got the kids' choir in here. What's going on yeah, right now? Dude, this is too much. Um, yeah, you, but even this though, it kind of it did make me feel really sad, and I think they they brought it down to a level where I could kind of understand some of what I've criticized throughout the season. Um, or Dean losing everything, it made him act out violently, and um, he had to just find a way to keep going. Thankfully, Sam was there to pick him up. But Sam's way of going on wasn't really to rely on Dean, it was to rely on a plan. Like, like he discussed earlier with Rowena, there was always a, a plot to save the world or, or something that they had to face down. But when all those plans, like they're literally, they're, they got so close to saving Mary, their last ditch effort fell apart. And now that he's just left with nothing. So now understanding that whole pathos, I, I do understand why he fell into such a dark place seemingly so fast. It's like he's just been holding it at bay all this time. And as soon as that, you know, that one thin wall in between him and all that dark place, it's gone. The, the wall is gone. And the, the absolute devastation with which he says, we don't have a plan. Like, how are we going to figure this out? Like when he asked Dean this, like you could tell he's just, He's hopeless. He's literally hopeless mm-hmm. and helpless. And and Dean's response is a classic Dean Winchester response, which is, you know, I don't know, man, but like, we will. You and me, we're going to get through this together. And and Sam, like, is just like, okay, and like, leaves the room. Like, this doesn't even phase Sam at yeah. all. And, it always kind of hurts to see Sam not react to, mm-hmm. to the brother moments. You want to see it, but at the same time, it makes sense. Yep. He knows Dean's just saying words. Exactly. Um, and obviously, what is Dean supposed to do? He doesn't know what the hell he's supposed to say. Um, all he can do is continue to try and be there for Sam, but hopefully this conversation will kind of like, you know, get them, I don't know, at least get Dean to understand a little bit more of, of what it, the exact thing that Sam's facing is. Um, because yeah, I don't, I don't like seeing them walk away from each other like that, but it, it does, it does make sense. And it is, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, like it is, it does kind of suck that once again, Sam has to suffer for the sake of the show. <laughs> like he's, he's <laughs> yeah. the one like really processing all of this deep, dark stuff. Uh, and he does it. He, he, directs all of those things internally versus dean where when he was in the throes of his grief at the beginning of the season was directing all of that externally everybody around him was was terrified of him and sam doesn't get that sam has to sam beats himself up 
and 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 goes through that process basically alone. Uh, even though Dean like wants to help, Dean is just in no way, shape, or form equipped to help Sam right now. Yeah. Um, mostly because they don't have a plan, but also because Dean just doesn't know how to deal with his own shit without lashing out. Um, mm-hmm. So when Sam leaves the room, like that's it. That's all we see of this. Oh, we're going to have to pick these guys up in the next episode. But w- the episode's not over because Rowena is in a hotel somewhere and she's casting the spell uh, from what she stole from the Black Grimoire. Um, this looks cool as shit. Yeah, it's a, you know, these these purple light binding effects that are on her and she's as she's chanting the spell she's slowly breaking these 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 bonds that are on her and once they're all shattered all the, the candles in the room go out um and when she opens her eyes again they're glowing purple with power um and it looks it looks pretty cool she looks pretty fucking intimidating and i think it's cool i guess maybe cool is the wrong word but that they are showing Ru- rowena probably at her most vulnerable in this episode and then showing her at her most powerful immediately after. Yes. Um, and I think that's pretty good writing. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I, and also, like, the effects are good here, which I think is pretty important. Yeah, they look really cool. Um, the, the season 13, like, all of a sudden we have purple CGI magic with Rowena yeah. um, is very funny <laughs> to me. I think, I think we did some of this in season 12, too, but, like... It's been a relatively new thing, um, and I. But I'm. I'm also. I'm. I'm here for it. Like I'm not against it. Um, I. I love like the weird cut she does in her throat. Like this whole thing just, is just very like witchy. It's very witchy. <laughs> it's very I, witchy. I, I like when they they just go all in on it. Yeah, me too. Um, so yeah, I'm. I'm kind of kind of here for Rowena's arc, and if if we have not seen her at her highest power throughout Supernatural, I can't wait to see what she is capable of and how terrifying that, that, that it makes her if she has all of her power i want to see her fuck some shit up now i do too i do too i, I want her I, and preferably like on the boy side like i, I kind of like the idea of this uneasy if not like actual alliance between the three of them because she hopefully maybe she has actually changed right like maybe she has right maybe she will be on their side and help them take down lucifer or open up a, a hole to another world or whatever like maybe we can get mm-hmm. this done so um yeah, it's right now we don't know what's going to happen, so the the possibilities are certainly exciting. Um final thoughts on the episode, Chris. Yeah, that was a good one. I'm I'm really happy to see some attention to to these smaller character moments and actually, you know, shape Sam's situation a little bit better than they did last episode. Um yeah, it was it was good. Yeah, this is all good fun. Um I'm amazed at how much the slapstick works with kind of the dark and depressing serious stuff with Sam and Rowena. Um, I, I remain a fan of the Plum Sisters. Bring them back. <laughs> the hashtag, that's my Twitter hashtag to bring back yeah. the Plum Sisters. <laughs> um, a weird, a weird uh, trivia thing that I think that you would get a kick out of. Um, Sam refers to the uh, to the mom at some point as a zombie mom. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just going to read this verbatim. On the sweet life of Zach and Cody, protagonist Zach Martin went to see a movie called Zombie Mom against his mother's wishes, and then he had nightmares as a result. The mother in the sweet wife was played by Kim Rhodes, who plays... Oh, you knew this. Okay. I didn't realize you were a Zach and Cody fan. Yeah. No, I wasn't really, but um, I was uh, was in middle school, I think, when that show was on, so... I've never seen an episode. I have no idea what it is. I mean, if if like 20-something-year-old Jay was watching 
um, the Disney Channel. Okay, yeah. No. It might be a little weird. <laughs> it I was like 13, wasn't. 14, so. It's, so it's bad when I do it at 20, but good when I do it at 40? Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> in a weird way, it almost is better to do it at an older age. Sure, sure. Um, when, you're going, when, you, when you should be at parties, if you're watching the Disney Channel, I don't know. Some some seems know, like it's up. Something's a little weird. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You're watching, if you're if you're watching Hannah Montana, sorry. All right. <laughs> Thank you for to our patrons over at Patreon.com/slash Monster of the Week. We appreciate your support. Uh, get those. You can get your feedback episode in. Um, our feedback yeah. comments in. Uh, if you we'll could, be covering Hannah Montana next. So, Hannah Montana is um, coming up on Monster of the Week. Get in now. <laughs> what would that be? I don't know. I never watched Hannah Montana either. What was there like of the week? Did they have a problem of the yeah, week it was, or, uh, it was uh uh hannah of the week because miley has to pretend to be regular uh just high school girl but secretly she's hannah montana huge pop star it's like if taylor swift these days was just uh, walking around going to regular school pretending like she's not taylor swift which would still be uh, weird because taylor swift is like 20 something right she's like 27 yeah, or billy something. ray cyrus is in this show jeremy oh man billy ray cyrus that mullet, dude. Whole that thing. mullet does achy, anyway, breaky heart. The mullet dude. was in Come full on. effect. Why are we talking about this? I don't know. Thank oh, you. Oh, you brought it up to all of our patrons at Patreon.com/slash <laughs> Monster of the Week. Uh, if you want to support us directly, that's the best place to do it. You can also leave ratings and reviews on iTunes. Uh, you can DM us on Twitter. If you're DMing us on TikTok, I cannot respond to you. It, it yeah. requires a phone number. The podcast does not have a phone number. I can like it. If you send me something, I will heart it. I can do that. That's the extent of our communication on TikTok. I'm mm-hmm. sorry that I'm not responding to people because people have been DMing us on TikTok for whatever reason. Um, don't yeah, don't I don't know anything about that. Thank um, you, <laughs> thank you for all of the support recently. It's 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 a it's check out Jeremy's viral TikTok for the Monster <laughs> of the Week account. It's really funny. Don't do it. It doesn't matter. Um, we'll be back next week with a episode which is teased by <clears throat> Daniel Ackles guest stars. Daniel? Am I saying that right? Who? Daniel? No, I, I don't know. I have no clue. I, I was just either. making a joke. God. Anyway. If people were... Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. People Sorry were mad for at, harassing you, Jeremy. People were mad at us before. <laughs> Wait till I mispronounce Daniel, the nicest person oh, no. in Supernatural fandom. Hey everybody, it's ASMRJ. Today oh, no. we're gonna. Oh, you got me. <laughs> I was getting. I was just now getting bored enough to be like, "Oh, hey, I'm gonna do a thing." Sorry, I was just finishing one last thing and then realized I was like, "Oh, wait." It's been like seven minutes. I was leaning into my mic and it started tickling my beard, and I was like, "I wonder what that sounds like on the mic." And uh, <laughs> so I was gonna do a whole thing, and you know. If it didn't sound like anything, my plan was just to make it sound weird as fuck. So, you robbed the viewers, Chris. May, or maybe I spared them. We don't know. You robbed the viewers. <laughs> um, oh, doing a little ASMR of your own over there, huh? Yeah, a little, little mic punching going on here. I'm still standing up. This is this is the third thing we've recorded with me on my feet. I like it. I dig Let's it. See, I haven't been on my feet much today, so that's probably a good thing. Standing up, get to get your standing circles closed. You don't wear a watch. You don't wear an Apple Watch, do you? You don't have circles. Mm-mm. I have the, the fitness app from like Apple on my phone that uses some of that stuff, though. Mm. I started tracking calories. Same. We had this conversation separately. Yeah. Like, I got so discouraged because I started tracking calories for like three weeks, 
and I gained four pounds. I was like, oh, sick. <laughs> super, Guess I'll just die. Super How's it cool. going for you? Uh, I mean, it's been like four or five days or whatever. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, I eat too much food. Like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Especially on the weekend when I'm like with Jess and we'll make stuff and, you know, we'll just pick out. We just fucking pick out, dude. There's nothing to do. We just eat. Um, but Jess is way more active than me because of her life and her job. Yeah. Um, so she can get away with that, but me, I haven't really done anything for a long time. I, I talked before about, you know, working out over the summer. I worked out for like five months, probably straight. Um, put out a bunch of muscle, which was really cool. Uh, I felt like, I felt like Beefcake Sam Winchester in season five when he's just like, he's just, he's like, he's big, but like maybe, maybe like a little too big. Ooh, um, stop it, Chris. You're getting get me kind of turned strong, on. Dude. Better stop. <laughs> I felt fucking strong. And then I just kind of was like slowly falling off of it because I reached a point where I was like, all right, I'm getting like too big. And I actually like don't, I don't like the way that I look because I'm eating a ton of food. I'm putting on a ton of muscle and I'm just becoming this massive like beefcake and not in a good way. Um, so let's, you know, let's chill out. Let's try to, let's try to work some cardio in there. And then I got COVID. Um, and that's my excuse is that I got COVID and I, I haven't had the energy to do much since. I'm trying to get back into walking, running a little bit more, get the heart pumping. But you know, my heart can't only race when I play Sekiro. You know, I have to actually do physical. You have to do some other to stuff. Have that happen. Yeah. Um, I have a really we'll sedentary see. lifestyle in general because my work involves mostly driving to places, mm-hmm. and then when I'm there, talking to people, um, which are not the most like active of activities. And then when I come home, I, I'd watch TV and play video games, or worse, sit on my couch and look at my phone. Um, while I'm playing video games and watching TV. So like that, a lot of activity going on there. And I think autumn, um, like autumn works out a lot. Like she genuinely likes going to the gym and she genuinely likes doing the cardio and stuff. Um, Total Chad stuff. Total Chad stuff. The Chad autumn versus the Virgin (laughs) Jeremy. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) I, um, I just, I, I, and I, I really wish I could get there. I hope that um, we're planning on getting an elliptical machine for the house. And I hope that that helps me out a little bit. Um, also, when we have horses here, like maybe I'll be a little bit more active. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. If, I, I don't you, know if I'm going to ride be... a horse. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I don't know how fucking hard it is. I haven't been on a horse since I was a wee child. So um, I the last time I attempted was at a Christmas party. This had to be like 2001, 2002 era. Before um, I was born. Before you were born. Uh, uh-huh. And Autumn took me to a Christmas party at her barn. And the big thing that they did was, like, get liquored up and ride each other's, hor- each other's horses bareback. Jeez. Um, which, this is their big tradition. It sounds super dangerous to me, but what do I know? I'm just there for the liquor. And Autumn tries to get me on the back of this horse and, like, helps me over it. Or, like, helps me to swing my leg over. And I just immediately thunk on the other side. Um, oh, no. And she was like, "Do you want to try it again?" And I'm like, "Nope, I am no. good. This is yeah, all could ex- be a serious injury right there. This is all the experience I need." Well, I mean, I was I was only like 21. Like it couldn't have been a serious injury. Oh, like, yeah, I was, nothing I was could good. kill you then. Yeah, I was 100 percent okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nowadays, if this had been 2021, it'd been a life altering injury. But uh, no, yeah, so I don't certain... I don't fuck with horses if I can help it. <laughs> I think now, like you know, recently I um, well, actually, so when I when I first started like getting back into walking, I say, I mean. I'm walking as hard as I can without running at work. Um, like I'll take my lunch break and I'll go out for a walk. Um, and I move as fast as I possibly can, not because I'm trying to get as much exercise as possible, 
but because it's so cold, I just want to move. I want just my wanna, body to warm up. Yeah, I just want to so get the I fuck out of there. So I did that, and then the next day when I worked from home, I, I worked standing up. And that night and then the, the following day, my, my calves and my knees were in so much pain. And I thought, oh, no, this is, this is what it feels like to get older. This is the first truest sign. I mean, all the joking aside, like I have a ton of gray hair, all that stuff. But all that aside, realizing how much my legs hurt was, was traumatizing. I can also hear an echo now. What is going on? Oh, you can? Really? Yeah, I could just hear my voice back coming to me. Oh, well, hold on. I'm sorry. I was, I was trying to fix something. Is, is <laughs> this, I started to hesitate. Is, is this better? Is this good? Yeah, I don't hear myself anymore. Dude, the very first time that we recorded Chomp Chain was we all just like sat in like Joe's sister's bedroom or something like that. It, like sat around a little table uh, trying to make this work. And we all had to put headphones on and I had never like talked and then heard it was a slight like slight delay just like that coming back into my headphones and everything i said sounded like this because i was hearing myself and i was all (laughs) fucked up so i just said all right screw it i'm taking the headphones off and i'm just i'm just gonna talk joe and dylan seemed to be like way more uh proficient with it it didn't bother them at all but steve didn't take his headphones off for the first couple episodes so then he was just talking lol slurred i was like bro they gotta go you gotta get the headphones off man what are you doing eventually we figured it all out and we didn't have any issues but it was it was it was learning process that's very funny what are we talking about get oh yeah so basically you and i were hot boys now right we're hot boys athletes 2021 Um, oh no yeah so i just i had like leg injuries from fucking walking and standing and that was you know that was not a good that was not a good sign so gotta try and do something about that I um yeah I've got I've got like a weird leg thing um but it's it's like I, it has to be <laughs> like I just don't work I don't move Chris like I don't I don't yeah. go places yeah. I don't move my mm-hmm. body around I don't exercise my body and my body is like yeah we suck now because you fucked us up like it's, yeah, it's you neglected us yeah you neglected us and this is what your life is like now so and congratulations still, even, <laughs> even when I was working out I wasn't I wasn't doing enough so my body just kind of ended up hurting more anyway um like i didn't really stretch enough like i'd be like yeah let me just you know twist my arms around a little bit okay i'm good to go so there's a lot of education that goes into fitness and that's the hardest part (laughs) knowing what the hell you're supposed to do knowing what Um, to do knowing what not to do there's some like absolutely shredded people i'm sure listening to this right now just utterly shaking just fucking (laughs) although i mean we were two dudes doing a supernatural podcast i don't think they have to know they have to know (laughs) (laughs) we post selfies from time to time they know they know what's up I'm a 40 year old guy that's into video games and Star Wars. Like, what do you expect? Like, what, yeah, do, you what do you expect me to look this, like? This is going to be the way that I look. Like, this is you it. You think I was hot? No, <laughs> you abso- you'd be absolutely wrong. not. The only thing I got going for me is my youth stealing st- spell that I've got working yeah. against Chris, and yeah. that's that's going to wear out pretty soon. I don't know what I want to do. Mean, there's not much left to take. You're going to have to find a new victim. <laughs> I um, I I told my friend that I wanted some like because uh, she sells some of that like weird product stuff online um sure yeah online product I get online it. product uh and i was like hey do you have any more of that exfoliating cream because like i don't know i've never really needed it before but now i'm like getting a little ashy well and autumn was like can you just not fucking brag and i'm like look i've got good skin i don't know what to tell you <laughs> i've got good skin it's I've not started, my fault I've, I've started moisturizing my face a lot more uh actively and not just like randomly when i have dry skin and i do think it has helped i do i mean i I think I kind of just have an old man face. I think that's just my destiny is to have an old man face. Okay. But I have noticed in the past year or so that it like seems to have improved somewhat. I feel a little bit more uh, vivacious. I also started using um, shampoo to help prevent hair loss. And that has 
seeming, seemingly significantly improved my head, Ooh, um, nice. which is great because it's not going to make your hair grow back that you've lost, but it de- definitely helps like it continue to grow at a healthy rate. Um, so it turns out if you do that early enough, you might be okay. Man, like shit that they should have taught us, right? Like where was all mm-hmm. this stuff at? <laughs> Dude, if you taught me like, okay, 16 year old Chris, you got the emo hair now, but in 10 years, that's going to start thinning out. Here's what you need to do. Here's the steps you need to take to protect yourself. Put that in health class, all right? Because in, all they did in our health class was show us a, a book full of horrible, horrible STDs. We had to look at, like, infected penises and stuff. Yeah. That, that ain't right. And then my gym teacher came in, and he put his whole entire fist up to his elbow into a condom just to show us, hey, these won't break. Um <laughs> It was just weird. A, it was a weird by fire. It's a weird flex. I don't yeah. know if I like yeah. that. I didn't even have I health just, class. I don't. I definitely. I think we had a biology class that did the STD thing because I remember seeing like a penis with chlamydia on it, and I was like, "Well, I guess now I can identify that from a lineup." Like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know when the, and I can say I spot that one from far away. No sweat. Don't exactly know when I'm going to be utilizing this new skill that my school has taught yeah. me, but you know, well, off thanks. to algebra, I guess. See you later. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it's, dude, it's it's know. stuff like that. It's like what compound interest is, what a credit card is. It's you know, I don't know. Like I I I've, I really think that we should have an actual home ec and like shop class of like teaching people how to use stuff and do stuff. Because I feel like I mm-hmm. I feel like I was a I've, I still am. I'm still a fucking idiot when it comes to like oh, yeah. most adult shit. Like I feel like I just Same. don't know how to do it, and I just have to um, Google everything. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I was an English major, dude. You think that what they could have stirred. St- uh, steered me in the correct direction <laughs> Did you just try they could have stirred um, you is that what you were they could have dude they could have stirred me up dude they could have sent me in the right direction <laughs> i'm an english I major could've... they could have stirred me a different direction yeah, dude, look, look this is this is the kind of english majors you're producing um can't even sorry <laughs> um, i'm so sorry <laughs> they they could have done i could have made something of myself if i just had a few more skills but instead i was like man i fucking hate school um i was one of those kids who didn't need to study until i did and uh, yep. then i didn't know how to study mm-hmm. um I think the only thing that saved me, uh, because I was definitely that dude, but I didn't, I didn't go to college, so I was never actually challenged. So like, I reached, I definitely like, I had, I peaked, not peaked, but like, I, hit, I, I hit my limit of <laughs> I'm not ever going to study, probably freshman or sophomore year of college. So I had a pretty good run. That's nice. Uh, That's good. In, yeah. Like in late high school, I had to take like physics and stuff. I wasn't a science guy, so I started to, you know, um, flail a little bit there. But then I got to college and I was an English major. All you have to do is write which is just, you know, bullshitting, talking about Hamlet. I don't know. I always say that I bullshitted, but I also like really liked Hamlet and shit like that. Like whatever we were reading, I was, I was really into. So maybe I wasn't bullshitting. Maybe I was actively into it. Um, anyway. That was me with physics. I, I just like in high school. Out of skills. I just, I just straight up um, liked what I was doing. Like I liked all that stuff. So like I was really, really into it. So I, I, I it, it didn't, it never felt like studying, but like by the time I got to my career and I, I was like taking certification tests for my career and having to study, I, I literally had no idea. Like I was just sitting there and like mm-hmm. reading this stuff over and over again. And I, I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm studying. Like, we're well, not going to like take notes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's written down. Why do I rewrite it? <laughs> I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to do that. I, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just study remember sk- it. <laughs> studying skills are important. It's fucking wild, dude. And like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I do wish like that I'm and I'm glad that Google exists um so nowadays so that I could just Google, you know, I don't know, like the other day I couldn't I I, I went to leave my house and um my tire was flat. 
and for the life of me, I couldn't figure out where to put the jack on the underneath of this car so that it would mm-hmm. race correctly. Like I couldn't find like the iron part. Like it was all fucking plastic down there. And then I Googled it and they were like, yeah, there's this thing that has like two teeth in it. Just look for that. And I'm like, I, that, what, oh, it doesn't match. <laughs> there's not the same symbol. Like it's one has a line and this has two teeth. Like you gotta, yeah. you gotta make the symbols match. Like make it like a star, like in a video game or something. And then I'll figure this shit out. But, it needs to glow when I, when I hold down R2. Dude, Otherwise I'm not gonna be able to figure if it out. I can, if you don't put this, if you don't put Witcher Vision in my 2014 Camry, I'm out. <laughs> I gotta I'm go. Out, dog. I am out. <laughs> I need the Witcher Vision so I can figure out how to gas up my car. <laughs> Um, oh, the other thing I was talking to you about was uh, earlier. I told you I, told you I found my notebook with a, an entire novel outlined in it. Yeah, I feel like me talking about writing at this point is just a joke. Not only was I am I a bad English major, but I've talked about this so many fucking times and I never finish anything. Um, whatever, that's that's my whole vibe. It's part of my personality. Um, so I did the one novel right mm-hmm. while I was doing that, and I was like, the juices were really flowing. All right, I was my my uh, road so far as were really. Uh, creative i had werewolf fanfic in there you know i was doing the whole thing um at some point i just thought of an idea and i was started taking notes here and there uh, just about like oh here's a little thought for a story here's a little nugget here's a character something like that uh and then i remember driving home from work one day and like all this stuff like popped into my head so as soon as i got home i pulled out a notebook and just outlined the entire story from like point a to, to point z or whatever all the way through i never do that i was like threading in like mysteries and stuff I'm like okay in this part i'm gonna finally reveal what this meant I never do shit like that, ever. And I did it all in like 30 minutes. Was super proud of myself. Couldn't believe it. I was all excited. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to put this down. I'm going to put this away so that I don't get distracted from what I'm trying to finish, which I eventually did finish. But then I moved on to a few other things. I've tried to write three other stories. I've written about probably 200 pages worth of other stuff that I have incomplete now. Mm -hmm. Um, But then last night, I made podcast art. On my iPad, which I don't use for anything else but podcast art. Okay. And then I was putting it back into the drawer, and it got on my nightstand, and it got stuck. And uh, and I was like, "What's underneath this?" I pulled it out, and there was this notebook. I was like, "Holy shit!" I forgot I outlined a whole novel here. So I remembered the beginning of it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right." And then I read through the ten or so pages of the notebook that it took up, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Way to go, me. I'm kind of interested in this. <laughs> I don't even remember thinking of this. This is um, all really good. I should do more of this. Yeah. So I, I've been like brainstorming and stuff all day trying to, I don't know. I got to, I got to find a, a way to, you know, create time to do this. Cause doing it like at my break, on my break at work or whatever, it's not going to work. Um, that's not conducive to like actual good creativity. So gonna, gonna have to try and figure something out. Yeah. I've been, um, I, I, the video editing stuff is what I really want to like get super into. And I was challenging myself today of like, okay, like I, you don't, not everything has to be a supernatural video, right? Like you could just do like a normal <laughs> video editing or whatever. Like what is, what would be something else? And I, and I don't know, like, that's the problem. Like I did this for dark souls for like me doing PVP invasions, but I feel like I get, the, I get in that trap where when I think about, Oh, it might be kind of fun to do this. And then I, my brain immediately goes, there's probably a zillion people doing that. And like, what are you really going to be right. adding to? And like, I get stuck in that of just like, what the, nobody's going to watch it. Like, who cares? You're going to spend a bunch of time and effort on it. And I really should try to just readjust my thing where it's like, oh, this doing the doing the work is the fun part. Like the, yeah, the thing. The, that's, and it's you have it, to do it for yourself first. Exactly. Um, yeah. I can't remember what the example was, but there was something I was thinking of recently where I thought, what's the point of, of us doing that? 
when there's so many other people who are way more knowledgeable about whatever it was who can talk, you know, way easier about this stuff. But then I thought there are people, there are our friends who like the stuff that we make because we all know each other and, you know, they're familiar with us. They like hearing us talk about stuff. Um, even it, whether they're interested in this thing or not, like maybe they would be interested in our take on it. I'm just trying to remind myself, like, well, there are people who do actually care about what we do, even if we feel like <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> so, you know, just, just because XYZ person has done something uh, a million times better than, than we ever could, that doesn't mean that there's no value in doing it for ourselves. And, my, and I can definitely say those words out loud. <laughs> and, and in this conversation, I could yeah. almost I could almost believe them. But uh, when it comes to sitting down and like, all right, now that now is the now is the effort part. Like it's just so easy to to listen to the, the to the other thing where you just oh well why yep. what are you even doing like you're gonna you're gonna yep. this is gonna be hours and nobody and um you know it's just it it can be it can be discouraging and like again that's relying on outside reinforcement, right? Like being validated mm-hmm. by all this external stuff. Um, and you uh, shouldn't be that way. Like you absolutely, sh- you should, you should do the thing that you love to do. Who cares if it's good? You should just do it. Like right. it does that's not matter. I keep matter. trying to tell myself with, with writing. And um, I think I can compose a paragraph just fine. You know, I think my mm-hmm. prose is, is fine as long as I'm not um, making typos and skipping over words and shit, which I do sometimes when I type too fast. Uh, but I, I like being able to, uh, create stuff and even if i'm like telling hackneyed plots and you're just like a bunch of cliched nonsense it doesn't matter if i enjoy doing it right um so that's that's i'm just trying to tell myself it's okay for anything i make to be bad as long as i enjoy making it and i think it is important for creative people to try to be creative um because for me i get anxious when i don't do it sometimes so then i try not to think about it and if i don't think about it for a couple of days that becomes weeks months sometimes i've gone years without writing anything so mm-hmm. um you know, I'm just trying not to run away from it as much. Dude, I know. It's 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 ridiculously hard. Like and and the alternative is so much easier, right? Like the mm-hmm. sitting on the couch looking at your phone or playing a video game and watching a movie or or whatever it is is so much easier. Like it's it's much more relaxing, it's entertaining, it triggers all the serotonin in your brain. You feel like you've accomplished something at the end of some of those things. Like it's it gives you all of that validation without actually doing any of the work, which is why it's so ridiculously dangerous. So Yeah. Anyway, this is probably a good opportunity to plug my cooking TikTok that I've been doing, right? Like, this is the time. This is the good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put it out there. <laughs> you want to talk about some Supernatural? Let's do it. <clears throat> Can you hear me, by the way? Sorry. I, 100%. Now's a bad time to be asking you. I sound okay? Yeah, yeah, you're good. I would have mentioned I did notice when we recorded the commentary app, I felt like my audio was a little bit better. I'm finally starting to notice maybe the improvement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes always takes a little while with a new mic, especially if you're doing a new stance at the same time. So, don't... Oh, yeah, dude. I'm in a pose the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Can you Google uh, Ginyu for us real quick? Is that G-I-N-Y-U? G-I-N-Y-U, I believe. Force. Force. Okay, I'm on the Dragon Ball Wiki fandom. Um, yeah, hit the images. Just okay. you know, as long as you get. Oh, you need the poses, and you make sure they're in the poses. Okay, so yeah, they. So there's a couple of different poses that I'm seeing. I'm. Am I looking at the purple guy here? Is that the, the purple guy? guy? He's the leader of the Ginyu Force. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the pose I'm in because my mic is too high up. But okay. all the other guys, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to do those moves. Okay, so the tiny green guy. Mm-hmm. Um. He's just posted up. He's not doing much. He's, He's yeah, not he doesn't doing have a lot much. Of flexibility. The, the that's, little... that's me. That's actually me. Bozo the clown on the top left is like yeah, Rikum, I think his he, name he, is. He's like He's dabbing large. out or whatever. 
Um, yeah. And then we feel got, like somebody like rips his like stomach out. I could be wrong about that's that. That's fine. I'm good with that. Um, and then we got like the blue muscled up dude in the back doing the the whooping crane thing from uh-huh. Karate Kid. Yep. And, and then we've got is this is this guy red or is or is the he's skin, orange? The skin. He's, um, okay. he's a pretty he's a pretty flashy guy. I'll tell you that much. Okay, but that's not that's not clothes. That's that's his skin color. Yeah. Okay, so he's, he's not wearing. They're all a lot aliens. Of, he's not they're wearing a lot of clothes. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah. No. No. They're none of them are wearing much in the way of clothing. <laughs> that's not. This is a lot, Chris. I don't know why you made yeah. me Google this. What are you doing? Which anyway, one let's, of these are, let's which, talk about Which one of these are you doing? <laughs> Those are fr- uh, Frieza's minions. Uh. Right. The the thing with with Castiel, uh, I, I hadn't really, really thought about it deeply until you just said that about him being like the, kind of the butt of the joke a little bit, and it is very frustrating that like just because he's an angel on Earth most times that and the boys have been just humans on earth for a long time that he's like oh you does he doesn't know how to do anything it's like dude that dude's been around for like a few million years like what are you talking yeah, we, about we've seen him like roll up in other situations on earth yeah you know, he didn't uh rescuing dean winchester wasn't his first visit you know can you give me one second yeah do you think i, I don't know what the fuck is this Get a weird email? Yeah, like this invitation is like, all right, thank you for taking some time to chat this afternoon. Like, I... I don't know who these people are. Is no. Okay, I can just not look at it. Also, in the middle of that, Autumn texted me and said that her dad has been complaining that there's not enough outtake content in the Monster of the Week episodes. So, just going to put this all, whole thing in the outtakes that's very boring just for Mark. So, if anybody's wondering why they're listening to this and when it will get funny, it's right now. That's This is the time it will be funny. We talked for a while. We called, it, we called Autumn a chat. We called Autumn a chat. That's really funny. Jeez. That's cool. Um I tried explaining to him that Chris is recovering from COVID, but I can't stop him from leaving an iTunes review if he really wants to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to scrub that whole Castiel point that yeah, I was going to yeah, make, yeah. but um, 